The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and you are going to love this show. You are going to tell all your friends about this show, especially if you know either a nurse with a disability, a person with a disability, or a company or hospital or federal agency looking for nurses with disabilities because today we have someone that really knows what they're talking about. We have an expert, we have a champion on this subject as our guest today, Dr. Donna Mahetti. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce, for that warm welcome. <laughs> and you're a champion as well, and I appreciate your kind words. Well, you know, that's nice of you, but I'll tell you what. When I saw what you started and what you're doing and, you know, how, how you're working on this to help nurses with disabilities, I was so impressed. And it is such a hot topic that I wanted to make sure we let everyone, all of our listeners everywhere, hear about what you're doing. So let's start here at the beginning. How about if you first tell our listeners what caused you, why, why did you become such a great advocate for nurses with disabilities? Okay, Joyce, I, I promise to give you and listeners um, the Reader's Digest version because obviously this took time and effort over over years so that I'll give you the synopsis, the brief one. But in, in essence, um, this is how my story plays out. I teach nursing at Florida Atlantic University in, in Boca Raton, Florida, and I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, and um, my specialty evolved coincidentally in being um, working with children with disabilities. In 1986, I had my daughter, Lauren, who's now 21, and Lauren was later diagnosed with autism, obsessive-compulsive disorder, epilepsy, and a host of other problems. I quickly became an advocate for her, and just like many other parents do, and as I was advocating for Lauren, I took on the larger disability community in the process. When it came time for me to do my doctoral dissertation, then it was just like a natural for me to study the experiences of nursing students with disabilities, because that's what I did for a living. And through my research, I found that there were virtually no resources for these students and or for nurses who became disabled later on in their practice. And I found that these, this group was really struggling in their efforts to become nurses and to later find employment. Fast forward, um, we were having some work done at our house, and a young man who was doing some work said that he did websites on the, on the side. And I said, oh, could you make me, could you do a website for me? I hardly knew what I was talking about. You have to remember also, Joyce, that at that point in time, I was lucky if I knew how to pick up my email. So, long story short, ExceptionalNurse.com was born, and as they say, the rest is history. You know what? I ha let me say this first. I always say this. You give me the mother of a child with a disability, <laughs> and I will give you the most passionate advocate that you will ever meet, and are you not just that example? Joyce, we have a force to be reckoned with. 
Well, I'll tell you what, what you're doing is awesome. And you know what? For anyone listening to this show, remember, when you have something happen, whether you have a disability or you have a child with a disability, you can't just sit back. You've got to speak up. You've got to get involved. Look what's happened because of what Dawn has done, which you'll hear about in a little bit. But, um, you know, that is phenomenal. Would you mind repeating for everyone what your website is? The website is www.exceptionalnurse.com. That's one word, exceptionalnurse.com. And you, were, you said you were also working at that time with children with disabilities. What were you doing? Well, actually, I was, um, and I continue to, I supervise um, nursing students in clinical settings where um, children with disabilities are cared for. I see. And you still do that today? Yes, I do. And where do you do that at? Uh, different area ch- children's hospitals and um, special schools for children with autism. Um, we um, work with children in camp settings in the Florida area. Um, anywhere that children with disabilities are, I will find that experience for my students. Yeah, and do you find, uh, do you ever run into a need to speak to parents of children with disabilities? Oh, uh, always, always. And as you so succinctly put, to um, encourage them to become their child's advocate and to make their voice heard is probably one of the most fundamental steps in this journey. Yes, it is. It is one of the most fundamental steps. And so now how is your daughter doing today? She's doing very well, um, and uh, she's 21, as I said. It's hard to believe, and um, she's in hi- still in high school because she can go to high school through her 22nd year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to a much more bright and promising future than anyone ever anticipated for her. And what so. is her first name? Lauren. 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 That's right. Well, Lauren... We have to say Thank hello you. to Lauren also. Um, Thank one. you. Good for her. I'm glad. So do you work with groups that work with autism then, Donna? Yes, I do. Yeah, and it is amazing, isn't it, how many children in the United States are people diagnosed with autism? Oh, the numbers are staggering. It really, really, really staggering. And see, here's why we all have to work together. Yes, autism. Yes, intellectual disability. But yes, epilepsy. So what I mean is, you know, we can't be fragmented anymore. If this whole group of people with disabilities would ever work together, we would be the most powerful voice in this country. Exactly. And that's very similar, Joyce, to my response to many of the nurses who visit the website or email me. And they want to find a resource for nurses with you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And what I try to stress to them up front is that the need to be a cohesive group, regardless of the disability, is is fundamentally important. That um, it shouldn't matter whether you have arthritis or chronic pain or um, epilepsy or a mental health issue, uh, that we, we all share the same issues. Well, okay, before we go to break, here's our first question from a listener in Minnesota. And the question is, uh, Donna, wonderful what you're doing. I wanted to know for my family, do you have a large number of schools you see in the United States that try to work with nurses with disabilities, or is that still a small segment? 
Okay, the numbers are increasing, and if I, hopefully your caller is referring to colleges and universities yeah. throughout the country. Yeah, and my, uh, I'm sorry, and the caller's name is Linda. Linda. Hi, Linda. Um, uh, I am seeing in my work increasing numbers of um, students who are being accommodated with remarkable support, okay? Um, it's very, very difficult to get an actual actual handle on numbers um, in terms of doing a research study that would be monumental. And oftentimes, uh, students are accommodated without a lot of fanfare, without um, large-scale um, oh, paperwork and meetings. It's just done, and so that we don't hear about them. Um, so it, I'm not trying to be evasive uh, in terms of answering your question directly. It's just that it's very difficult. But I would have to say that um, generally my feeling is that things are improving and they are getting better every day. And then we have from a Nancy in Pennsylvania. Uh, Dr. Mahetti, is it that most specialized training for nurses with disabilities is it larger in Florida because of your involvement in the state? Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that compliment. I wish I could say honestly that it was, um, but I really have not um, felt as though I made any greater impact in Florida than any other state in the union. Um, I like to think of this as a national effort, and um, I'm seeing good, th good work and good things happening all over the country. And, you know, I would say that from what you're doing, you're, going, you're having a national impact because the number one problem is, of course, the attitudinal barrier that people have. So, you know, just the people listening to this show or people that hear you speak or people that read any of your books are going to learn that, you know, there is a place for a nurse with a disability. Absolutely. And that won't just impact Florida. That will impact the entire United States. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go to break for a minute. But before we go to break, I want to say something one more time. If you're listening to the show today, and if you know of a nurse with a disability or anyone with a disability or someone seeking nurses with disabilities, make sure you have them listen to this show. Make sure you have them go back to voiceamerica.com or benderconsult.com because this show will be archived with all my other shows over the past uh, three and a half to four years. And one last thing I have to say, I want to really thank Voice America for not only their support, but for their belief in having a show about disability and how important it is and how it matters. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back to talk more to Dr. Donna Mahady. Oh, 
Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's Every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we have a great guest today, Dr. Donna Mahetti, founder and president of ExceptionalNurse.com, a speaker, a national speaker, and author who really is a champion when it comes to helping to promote employment and education and quality of life for nurses with disabilities. Donna, when you started ExceptionalNurse.com, when was that? When did you found the company? Okay, we started, it was actually launched in 2001, and at that time, I, oh, literally, I think I had one page to the website, and it was just amazing, Joyce, how quickly it grew, and to uh, describe how it grew was actually in response to what emailers and website visitors asked for. 
um, they wanted mentors, so we started a mentoring program. They wanted a newsletter, so we started a newsletter. They wanted um, uh, research articles or articles that were written about nurses with disabilities, and we responded. So that the it just evolved based upon the needs that were expressed by the the um, individual nurses who shared their issues or concerns or questions. Well, I wanted to ask you this question. If someone is listening to the show and they want to make a contribution to your organization, how would they do that? Okay. Well, we, we, we would appreciate any contribution in any way. Um, but I would say first and foremost, by demonstrating positive attitudes towards nurses they meet who may happen to have a disability would probably do the most for our work. Um, helping to spread the word about the website and referring um, a nurse or a future potential nursing student to the website. Um, if you're a nurse who's with a disability, who's working and um, would like to um, be a mentor to others, please get in touch with me. I would love to have you become part of our mentor program. And most importantly, if you're an employer, please contact Bender Consulting or Exceptional Nurse because we would love to help you fill that position. And, you, you know. know, just by your answer, it tells me so much about you. And you really are a great advocate. And you can reach uh, Donna, again, through ExceptionalNurse.com if you want to make a contribution or, you know, if you want to uh, request for Donna to speak uh, at an engagement or find out more about what she's doing. But it is so important. What she's doing is so important. And why Donna said that is uh, about Bender. We, of course, employ Americans with significant disabilities. And as you all know, uh, I have epilepsy, and this is how it all started. But we have been getting requests for nurses with disabilities, and that's why I was so excited you know, to hear about Donna and the work that she's doing. Um, I just think it's so absolutely awesome. So, uh, Donna, you are an advocate. You're an author. You are the author of Nursing Students with Disabilities, Change the Course and Leave No Nurse Behind and nurses working with disabilities. Could you, first of all, tell me, how can someone order one of the books? How do you order them? Okay. Um, leave no nurse behind. Nurses working with disabilities, you can order it through the website um, at www.exceptionalnurse.com, or you can get it at Amazon.com or any of um, the online booksellers, Barnes & Noble, um, anyone. Um, the Bricks and Mortar store uh, will certainly order it for you as well. And what caused you to write that, Donna? Well, again, it was an outgrowth of my dissertation work and um, recognizing the need for the word to get out to others. And also, over time in my work with the website, I heard such compelling stories from one nurse after the next in terms of their struggle um, to maintain employment or to find employment. And there was absolutely nothing written that was available on the market um, that was even remotely similar. So I just jumped in and, and asked some, 
some of the nurses who communicated with me, if they'd be interested in sharing and their story and writing a chapter for me. And it took a few years, and we got all the stories together. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. Well, you know what? Um, just as with myself, I did not know I had these fainting spells, terrible fainting spells, that were misdiagnosed by my doctor. And, you know, I never found out I had epilepsy until I had a seizure one evening in a movie theater and hit the floor so hard I fractured my skull, had a brain hemorrhage, broke all the bones in my right ear, rushed to the hospital and had life-saving brain surgery. Um, but, you know, before then, I, I didn't even know I had a disability. And, of course, that changed my life. But many people acquire disabilities later in their life. My question I want to ask you is twofold. First, what happens to a nurse when she has an accident or something happens to her as that happened to me and discloses that she has a disability? Or what happens if a person that has had a disability, but maybe it's a hidden disability, such as bipolar disorder, decides to disclose this at work? What happens? Okay. Um, very difficult to give you um, an exact answer to that question. Um, what happens when a nurse um, acquires a disability or dis discloses a disability um, can vary significantly. Reactions vary um, from one area of the country to another, as well as things can vary within and between different settings. Really, so much depends on the attitude of the administration and the other staff members and on the type of disability. As you mentioned, nurses with mental health challenges report probably the highest degree of stigma and often do not disclose for that reason. So um, in some situations, um, I hear numerous stories about nurses that are embraced, they're welcomed back, they're accommodated, and it's just done, um, not with, without a lot of fanfare. It's, they just do what's right. They do it, the, you know, schedules are changed, a nurse might be transferred to a new position, a position could be created, um, nurses offer to help each other, equipment is bought, um, and it's just done. Then in other situations that are not so positive, a nurse may be actually pushed or what I call kind of nudged out the door, you know. The nurse's schedule just might not be, might be changed to something that's just not, incom not compatible with them, with their, their, their disability that they're dealing with. Staff members may be refused to be helpful. And oftentimes it's just subtle, Joyce. They're just not supported. So what happens if a young woman or man has a disability and wants to go to nursing uh, school? Are they readily acceptable, such as if they're in a wheelchair, or are they frequently told, why are you doing this? What would you say? Again, it will depend on the school, um, their attitude towards disability, their history. And another thing to add that on my website, exceptionalnurse.com, we also have a list of schools who have accommodated, say, a wheelchair user or a student who is deaf. Uh, um, we list schools that have accommodated those students in the past. 
that does not mean to say that the situation may have changed and attitudes still are prevail in terms of being exactly the same, but at least it can give a student a direction that they know that they are not the first one to apply to that particular school. Right. Um, Go ahead. And and also, um, a lot will depend on the faculty's um, experience, whether at that program or any other programs, their personal attitudes towards disability, and... um, the um, essential functions that they have identified in their program, and those differ from one program to the next. Um, Well, isn't that the truth? Because as we all know, we have this high unemployment rate for Americans with disabilities, period, and it's always finding a champion company or a champion partner or, you know, someone who will be willing to open the door, and finally, when the person gets in the door, they see the ability. So it's getting, you know, it's getting that chance to get in the door and show people that you do have great ability. And, you know, I, that's why I think this is absolutely fantastic because I know of people that if I would tell them, oh, I had this author on my show and yeah, she has this website for nurses with disabilities, they would say, what? How would they ever work? So that's why this education is so important. And speaking of that, getting back to your book, um, could you give our listeners just a little bit of an idea of what your book is about? Okay. The the book um, is a, um, a, a group of firsthand accounts from nurses with from all parts of the country with various disabilities, and they share their journey. And all of them are successful in terms of um, um, obtaining employment, and they um, are working today with and without accommodations. And if you'd like, I could share a couple of success stories. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. And I I was struggling with trying to figure out a couple of stories to share with your audience that would represent um, kind of two different paths. And I picked a couple of the stories that are included in my book, Leave No Nurse Behind. Mary Ann is a wonderful example. Mary Ann was born with spina bifida, and she uses a wheelchair. She went to nursing school at Wright State in Dayton, Ohio. She received remarkable support from faculty, fellow students, and she did some really excellent work. She graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing, and then the struggles really began in terms of trying to find employment. She applied everywhere. I mean, I, I, I mean the list is endless. Rejections came in many, many different ways. But she persisted, and that's something that I encourage folks all the time is the persistence. It's just so important. She persisted. She landed a job at the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago on the pediatric floor. The kids love her. They call her their cool nurse on wheels because she uses a wheelchair just like they do, and it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful story. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Right for a minute now, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back to continue hearing these two success stories. You are listening to my guest, Dr. Donna Mahetti, founder and president of ExceptionalNurse.com. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back.
thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ag Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com if you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Our guest is Dr. Donna Mahetti, founder and president of ExceptionalNurse.com, national speaker, advocate, and author. Donna, right before we went to break, you were talking about two success stories. You gave us the first story, and I just wanted to mention, is she working um, where Dr. Betts is working then, in Chicago, the rehabilitation hospital? Uh Uh-huh. That is unbelievable. That is so great because, of course, AAPD gives the um, Betts Award every year. And so no surprise, that's where she would finally find something. And I wanted to also comment about what you said about persistence. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is the key. Absolutely. That is the key. 
This is an area, when you have a disability and you're seeking employment, listen to me, hear me. I always tell people, you have to be the change agent. You can't wait for the door to open. Hear me now, it won't. It won't. And even when you go out looking, it's going to take several doors. You've got to get that in your mind from the beginning. Donna, I think you had another success story for us. Okay. This this story is kind of very different than uh, Mary Ann's story. Um, this story is um, written in the book by Lynn. And Lynn um, is an older nurse. She has oh, she had been a nursing supervisor at a large hospital in Boston for over 20 years. Okay? And Lynn had some health problems and then some surgery that resulted in some disability. Her doctor cleared her to go back to work as a nursing supervisor, but he was insistent on the fact that she use a scooter. And the reason for the scooter, beyond just her um, uh, her physical limit, in meeting her physical limitations, is that what the um, listeners have to recognize is that in many large inner city hospitals, in particular. A nursing stu- supervisor can literally be required to walk miles and miles in a shift to cover all of the different units that may be even in separate buildings, okay? So that said, it was really important that Lynn have some transportation that was going to make her journey um, back to work a little bit easier. So Lynn took it upon herself um, to ask the hospital to buy her a scooter that ended up costing about $7,000. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to give you or your listeners the sense that the hospital just jumped right up and said, oh, we'd love to spend that $7,000. But Lynn persisted again. She was very professional, and she outlined the costs and the benefits um, she got different bids on different um, scooters in terms of what their costs would be, and she very carefully outlined to the hospital what the cost would be to losing her in terms of hiring a brand-new supervisor, the orientation, et cetera, et cetera. Well, lo and behold, they bought the scooter for her. Soon after, she had a parking spot on all of the floors. The nurses, like, would have the spot identified that that's where she would put Parker Scooter. And the patients and families on her floors quickly started to turn to her with their scooter purchase questions. It was It's just a remarkable success story, and no one had any problems with it after they just, and it was really cheap at the price to keep a seasoned, intelligent, uh, experienced nurse. You know what? That is a great story. I love that story. I love, well, I like both of the stories, of course, but what I like about this story, there's the example I meant about you must be the change agent. That was really smart of her. You know that? She went back to them and said, okay, if I leave, if I quit, this is what it's going to cost you. This is what the cost will be of going out advertising for a person or paying a recruiting firm for a person and then bringing the person, training the person, sending them. That was really a great idea. She's a smart cookie, and she persevered, and 
um, she in the book she outlines every step that she took in the journey, and it's it's really powerful, and it's been very inspirational to lots of other folks. Because again, Joyce, you fill in the blanks in any way you want. It may not be a scooter that you need. Maybe it's a special telephone or a special chair or whatever. But whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You have to be the one that exactly. is the advocate for yourself, and you have to be the one that tries to think of, okay, how am I going to go about That's why I always say everyone should hire people with disabilities because one trait that employers always tell me they're looking for is people who can think outside the box. I said, oh, well, we just come with that trait. We don't have, we don't have any choice. We have to think outside the box, or we will never get a job. So, you know, there's someone that thought outside the box, and look what happened. Awesome. Well, Donna, here's a question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shortage of nurses. You know, now we have a lot of things happening here in the country at the same time, uh, including the baby boomer retirement, you know. And, and I know I've been to hospitals where there had been complaints because they couldn't get enough nurses. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they didn't have enough nurses really to adequately take care of all the patients and that's what the people were complaining about at the hospital so we know there's a shortage of nurses so if so why do you think still overall people with disabilities have this high unemployment for example in the area of hiring nurses Okay, you would think your common sense would tell you that in the when we're faced with a critical nursing shortage, the the notion of turning a nurse away uh, for any reason is a little hard to understand. But in reality, unfortunately, it's still happening. I I really don't have um, one reason. I speculate that stigma related to disability remains. Um, uh, uh, as much in healthcare as it does in other areas. Um, attitudes change slowly, and healthcare systems have typically had a vision of a nurse as being, oh, this really physically able person, able to lift 50 pounds and work night and day. And we really all actually have to do like a paradigm shift to, to, to be m- much more realistic. Um, in our vision of what a nurse is. Even in advertising, um, we see nurses as being uh, very st- stereotypical, you know, um, in terms of their body frames and things and, and abilities. That, well, that is exactly how it is. That is how people think. And, you know, it's hard to believe, but sometimes in healthcare institutions it's worse. It's hard to believe that those attitudinal barriers can exist, but I know they do because this is what I do for a living every day of my life. And, you know, do nurses, I assume that so many people realize now that there are these other types of opportunities, such as right now we're looking for people all across the United States, nurses with disabilities who do not want to work in the hospital but now want a white-collar type job sitting at a desk answering the phone and being that person that, that helped me just this year when I broke my leg and had to call Blues on Call and ask a nurse what to do. So, you know, did they know about all those opportunities? Yes, but oftentimes, Joyce, the positions are not given to the nurse with a disability. They're given they, just to a nurse that wants to stop doing the other job. Correct. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to change that. Yes, we are. Dawn and I are going to change that. 
And again, if you are a nurse with a disability, Bender Consulting Services is hiring right now. Go to www.benderconsult.com and go to exceptionalnurse.com. We are looking for you. We're going to go to break, but we'll be right back to end the show with a friend to every nurse with a disability in America, Donna Mahady. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's Every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show, and here we are. Today, our guest, Dr. Donna Mahetti, founder and president of ExceptionalNurse.com. What a great advocate, and if you just tuned in, make sure you go back to BenderConsult.com or VoiceAmerica.com. 
so you can hear the show again. And we'll make sure we send that link to Donna so you can hear her on her own show, on her own website. You can hear the show. We'll make sure we send the link. Uh, Donna, we have been talking about so many different areas and you're doing so much, it's hard to cover all of this. That's why we'll have to have you back on again. Um, but I, I did want to ask you a question. I wanted to ask you, I noticed that on your website that you talk about continuing education. What are you referring to there? Okay, um, we, uh, let's say approximately two years ago, um, ExceptionalNurse.com became a provider of continuing education programs. That's um, a requirement for nursing practice in most states so that nurses maintain their licenses by um, participating in various continuing education programs. And we felt as though we would reach out to um, our audience of nurses with disabilities by giving them some tools and some greater information, but also, in addition, giving them the, the continuing education units that they needed to maintain their license. And this is a work in progress. Um, we certainly um, are open to new ideas and hope to have more course offerings in the future, but as we currently speak, we have a couple of wonderful programs, and one is called Writing Your Way to Health and Healing. It's an interactive workshop for nurses with disabilities by Connie Edelman, and um, what the... the uh, Connie does through this um, interactive workshop, which the, stu the nurse gets continuing education credits for, is that she helps them, um, especially someone that's new to becoming disabled, um, to write and to use journaling to identify um, what they're going through and where they want their life to go and um, exploring and, and building on that. And that's been very, very helpful um, to, for some nurses to get kind of the nudge to get back on track. And once again, this is access through your website, correct? Correct. Yes, it is. So you go to exceptionalnurse.com. And click on the continuing education page. Okay. And, and then you can, well, that's great that you're doing that. And, you know, the more opportunities for people, the better it's going to be when it comes to the area of education. I want to ask you one question before I ask you the last two. Many nurses have chronic fatigue syndrome. And I've noticed that when I talk to people in the disability community even, that sometimes this is a disability frequently ignored by many. Why do you think that is? Okay, chronic fatigue, Joyce, I mean, we're still struggling in the medical community to figure out what causes it, okay? And I think that because it's not a, vi a visible disability, that it's invisible, and many of the symptoms that um, a nurse or anyone else would complain about related to fatigue or pain um, that can't be seen by someone else. So it's more difficult to be believed. And, uh, you know, I don't have that on, you know, research evidence. That's just my gut feeling. Yes. 
Right, because at least, you know, when I tell someone I have epilepsy, well, okay, people have seizures, so you see what this is. Uh But you know what? In in a way, what that reminds me of is even people with psychiatric disabilities, how they'll be going through issues and people will say, hey, get over it or get a better attitude or or whatever. Or you look so normal. Yeah, right. That's right. And You know, say someone with chronic fatigue might look just fine. Right, right. That is exactly right. Well, Donna, you have already accomplished so much in your life, and we are just thrilled to have had you on the show today. Uh, but I, and, and by the way, I have to give you a special hello from Brandon, my employee, <laughs> who, you know, here's a young man uh, who uses a wheelchair, who works for us in recruitment, and he is outstanding. But I, I wanted to mention that. I know you've spoken with him also. Uh, but What Donna, a champion for my nurses. And every nurse needs to meet Brandon, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is your proudest accomplishment? Of all these things, you've won awards and written books. and oh, you know, sure. what, what is your proudest accomplishment? What would you say? Joyce, that's so odd. I, I'd have to kind of categorize things and say on a personal note, you know, uh, like many parents, I, I think I, I consider my efforts, um, the support, my work that resulted in my daughter's accomplishments in life um, really against the odds. So many professionals said she wouldn't be able to do X or Y, and we just persevered. And so I'd have to say on a personal note, she's my greatest accomplishment and professionally it's it's really hard to identify from my work with patients and students and um, my doctoral work but as far as my advocacy for people with disabilities I'd have to say that the work and the success of exceptionalnurse.com is is my proudest accomplishment and you should be proud of it everything you said you should be proud of one more time so you know www.exceptionalnurse.com Dot com. Uh, well, Donna, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? I think the message I would like to leave with listeners today is that nurses with disabilities work, bold letters and all caps. They want to work. They can work. Their work is good for patients. It's good for employers. And most important work, the work is good for the nurse, financially, emotionally, psychologically. Often these nurses have years of experience, empathy for patients. Many of them have been there and done that. They have unique compensatory skills. Some of them use sign language or lip reading. They're bright, intelligent. Nurses are really um, well-respected in the healthcare team. And I always ask, who would be better to care for you than a nurse who has been through a similar experience? So given the critical nursing shortage, we really need to remember the title of my book, if I can leave on that note, that we, we just can't afford to leave any nurse behind. Let's not leave any nurse behind. Oh, that is so true. Isn't that the truth? And you have, you have done so much. Thank you for what you're doing, Donna, to help people with disabilities. Thank, and thank you, you so Joyce, for having me. Well, we have really enjoyed having Donna Mahetti as our guest today. Again, you can find out more about Donna by going to www.exceptionalnurse.com. Please follow up. She's doing such a great thing. And 
every show we end with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And although we have used this before, I have to say again, the words of Justin and Yoshiko Dart when they said, lead on no matter what. Remember that, nurses. Lead on no matter what. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com, where disability does matter. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.